This is the Non-Typical Nation podcast with your hosts, Brody Teal and Eric Liberty. Let's talk hunting and absolutely everything else that goes with it. What's going on, guys? We are back with another podcast. It is bear season. The bears are hopefully moving at our base. Yeah, the snow's gone finally. Finally. Long overdue. Finally. What's the date anyways? We are at April 25th. April 25th. And uh, two of our baits, yeah, are totally clear snow. I think that one probably still has a bit of snow. Yeah. We went out on the 20th, was it 23rd or 22nd? And we still had to plow through a foot of snow on that trail going in, which is uh, quite surreal for mid-April. Yeah, yeah, there's still, uh, I mean, that day there was still a foot of snow. We It was just enough. I had been there two days before and there was still too much snow to drive the quad down that yeah. trail. And so we're lo- we were losing like inches, four or five inches of snow in 24 hours. Yeah, so she should be gone by now. Maybe yeah, pretty close. I'm, I'm thinking we're going to be pretty close. There's always we always have little drifts in the in the bush for you know late into the spring and everything. But yeah, there's lots of water running everywhere. All the creeks and all the rivers are full. Uh, yeah, the bear the bears don't have anywhere to hide anymore. No, no, not at all. You know, uh, I think this weekend we're gonna go cruising with the family and just seeing if we can spot anything. Um, Amy's got a tag and she's got a rifle and I got a camera. So if we see something not worth shooting, then we'll film it for a while. And, yeah, and she's uh, got a she's got an itchy trigger finger when it comes to black bears. She didn't for a while because she got one. The first, I think it was the first or second year we were together. So it was six or seven years ago. She got a big one. And then she never got anything until last year. She really? said, so she's she only, says, had, she's I only got gotten the, two bears? Yeah, she's only gotten two. Oh, I thought she's just been slaying them every year. Here. No, no. She, uh, she's got a few mule deer. She's got a buck and a few does and yeah, stuff true, like that. True, true. But uh, she, she, she uh, got into the, the same bear mindset that a lot of guys get. You get a big one. I don't need another one. Oh, I can attest to that. Yeah. I can attest to that. I've been assured enough times by biologists and fish and wildlife that, no, you do need to hunt bears because there is no one, no species that is controlling the bear numbers. That Somebody is needs our to hunt job. bears. That's that right. is our job is to control the predators. Predators control the ungulates and we have to control the predators. Um, and so when I was told that, I'm like, okay, that's my uh, that's my golden ticket to uh, get one or two bears down a year. Yeah. Well, you almost get this guilty feeling, right? Because we we have the legal obligation to keep the hide here, right? Yes. So you like for us, it's a little bit easier because we have the the luxury of being at the taxidermy shop and being able to deal with them easy enough. Yeah. But a lot of guys, I think it turns them away because they have to. They, they, ta- they have to take the skin out of the bush. Yeah. And then they have to, you know, a lot of guys leave them sit in their freezers or they don't want them to sit in their freezers. So it actually turns them away from harvesting another bear. Yeah, no. And you know what? But the reality is the hide, you can do whatever you want with the hide. You can give it away. You yeah. Can, you can donate it to somebody. You know, you can get it done up and, and gift it to somebody if you want. And you know what? If you went on Facebook, hey, guys, I got a bear hide. Does anyone want it? It's going to get snatched up in minutes. Minutes. Um, but yeah, you know, like you said, we are fortunate that, uh, you know, we shoot a bear, well, we can at least get that thing tanned, hang it on the wall and it's, and it's, uh, we can do it affordable, affordably. Um, you know, as a, from a business perspective, it's a great law That's <laughs> for right. us here because yeah. everyone has to get bears done. Um, 
But with even with that being said, I don't know if I personally even agree with it because I've had Americans who come up here from the States, they shoot two bears, and then they phone me and they're like, well, geez, you know, I got to get those two done legally in the States. We don't have to keep the hide, but we got to take keep the meat. Your guys' rules are all backwards, this and that. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. We, uh, the system is a little bit different than other places down in the States and even other provinces. Um, but you know, you would hate to see that hide go to waste or you even would, you know, and, and the biggest thing that that law does, the main reason it's there is to keep value on the animal, right? Yeah. So that, so the people aren't going out and just shooting every bear they want and just leaving it. Exactly. So I, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to an amendment where they maybe made it take the meat or, or take the hide, but it's yes. one or the other. You got to take one. Yeah. Like you have, it's an all of one, not, you know, a little here and a little there. Yeah. No, that, that, I like that idea. Um, but I think it would be a little bit tougher to, to keep track. Um, but it, it, it's, what's the difference between it and, and your deer, right? Yeah, the, you're legally you're legally supposed to take all the deer meat, the all meat. the neck, all the rib meat, you know, all that stuff. A lot of guys don't. Unfortunately, yeah. a lot of guys leave rib cages and, and neck meat, and that it just is what it is. Especially yeah. when it comes to whitetails, sometimes there's nothing there. Um, so that's just the reality of it. But that's that's the law, right? So how yeah. do they? It, it would be the same difference. Yeah, no, and that's 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 true. You know, I think that, that might be something that uh i'm sure they went over every single concept um but you know it is what it is and the the whole the whole idea behind all of this is that we got to control the predators yeah and then we see the the ministry minister of uh forestry or whatever it was um released that statement that if there is a quad ban if you're holding a valid bear tag for a wmu in alberta you can use your quad yeah, and this that is like a document from the legislator. Yeah, right. So you, we had shared yeah. that on Non Typical Nation, I think, on the eighteenth or nineteenth of April, and um, what that tells me is they see the importance of bear hunting. You know, if if we don't hunt the bears, if we go a season or two seasons without hunting any bears our town is going to be even more flooded than it was last year with bears. Yeah. And it's not just ours. It's all of the communities in central to the north in here in Alberta. Eh? So, And it's just become, especially for smaller, like smaller villages and little communities in the north up here, it's become a, a norm yeah. to just have bears in town. Yeah. And you know what? You've got most towns like Slave Lake, there's three fish and wildlife officers some communities have two some have one for an area that's you know like massive an area that's probably eleven thousand people once you get into the 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 whole jurisdiction that they cover right like the the town of slave lake is right around eight thousand people but then we have a huge md right so they're they're taking care of plus i mean this the area that we live in is known for great hunting great hunting but we also have the largest accessible lake by vehicle in alberta there you go so it is a tourist destination. So they and it's a hunting and fishing destination. Exactly, it's a hub. So they not only have to chase bears around town, chase it out of Sally's yard because she left her garbage out and it chased it out of her a hair cat salon. or yeah, walked into a hair salon. But they've also got to you know keep people from stealing all our fish and taking thirty fish at the weir, right? So they've got a big job ahead of them. And if no one controls these bear numbers, um, 
you know, you're going to see that affect the fisheries. You're going to see that affect, you know, a whole pile of stuff. So um, we've got a task to do and uh, let's do it. I'm pumped right up. Yeah. And it's just part of, you know, it's, it's just like anything else. It's part of being a, a responsible outdoorsman and shout out to, to the local guys, the local law enforcement here. They do a great job. They do. I've been stopped, you know, several times by just about every one of them. And they're always great to deal with. I never have anything to hide. And, uh, you know, I, they're always been great to deal with. And, yeah. and, and you, you hear about them catching guys, taking fish just about every weekend. Yeah, you you see them bad. at the boat launches. You, uh, you see them, you know, on, on the lake access points in the wintertime, stopping people and checking them. And, and, and they're just out there doing their job. Right. And, and they're just out there to, uh, to make sure that people are following the conservation laws. Someone's got to do it, man. Somebody's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. And yeah, we're in full support of that. Yeah. I've. I think we were talking the other day because we went to put our bear baits out. We ran into a couple of we the did. guys there. They were going to go look for some baits and see uh, if they could find any and just make sure everything was uh, in tip-top shape and, and legal and whatnot. And, um, yeah, they're predicting a busy, busy bear season. You know, everyone's cooped up. They're going to want to get out, do hunting. Um, you know, you might have more animals being poached and whatever else. So it's going to be busy for them and the whole province is going to be going to be busy with that. So, you know, we just, every hunter just to make sure that we, you know, we do everything right that we can. And just be and, respectful. Uh, be just, respectful. Just be respectful to the, the, the thing that we have, right. Which is like public land and, yeah. and all these great animals we got. Just, just do your due diligence to take care of it. Especially with the quad thing, right? Like we oh, want to pay a lot of attention to that because we we talked about it on one of the last podcasts, how easy it is to start a fire with your quad. And um, yeah, we just got to do our due diligence and be respectful and uh, use common sense out and, there. And here's a great segue into what we're going to get into this podcast is baiting. Be Please be responsible baiting. If, if you're a guy that goes out and just takes his kitchen garbage bag and dumps it in the middle of his bait or leaves, you know, leaves packaging on his bear bait and just throws it in the barrel. Just don't be that guy. Don't don't be a garbage baiter. It's, and here's uh, a helpful tip. It's actually more work when you use your scraps and garbage from home. Oh, absolutely. It's more work. Go to, you know, if you don't have a UFA or a, a mill store in your town, go to Walmart and buy a a 40 or 50 pound bag of dog food for 20 bucks that's right that's going to be a million times easier than unpackaging all of your expired food going through your garbage that's stinky or emptying and your freezer and then you yeah know, you get out there and you're like oh yeah i'll cut all the packaging off when i get out there everything takes longer than you think and yeah. then you're just too lazy to do it and then you know you got packaging everywhere they're eating it it's just not good. and i know you have and i have stumbled upon other people's baits i i've done it actually deer hunting and moose hunting in the fall yeah when they've hunted in the spring left garbage there and i come in the fall pass through the bait and there's still garbage at their bait yeah so uh yeah you know make it easy on yourself buy bait in bulk try not to use garbage and crap that's in your in your fridge and in your freezer because it's going to make your life easier and it's going to be better bait for those bears yeah it is and 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 if you're going to put the work into bait put that extra that extra little step into just doing it clean just yeah. just take the packaging off of everything yeah and uh you know just you're you're already doing enough you're disturbing it enough by just having a bait site there the the very least you can do is just not leave any garbage 
Yeah. No, not at all. And and you don't want. Well, why would you want your bears ingesting plastic or glass or anything like that? You know, even your little wire twist ties that are on package bags. All that stuff is bad. You yeah. wouldn't feed it to your dog. You wouldn't. You don't want your wild animals eating it either, right? No, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, that's what we've, like, the first few years we baited, we were even popping popcorn. And yeah. that gets to be a major pain in the butt. You know, you sit there for two hours to get a, or even an hour to get a garbage bag full of popcorn. And we've tried um, it in all different ways. I know you've done it on the barbecue. Oh, I've tried we've so got many different air poppers. Ways. We've done it on the stove. And, yeah, we've both spent countless hours and all honesty like if you machine. have if you have a ufa or a pv mart or something in your area any feed store yeah what did you pick up so um the last few years i've been using like rolled oats and molasses yeah and then this year i just stumbled i i'm not a farmer i have no idea what what is what there is for feed i stumbled on what they call cob and molasses which is corn oats and barley and so that's what we're using this year. And obviously we haven't had any bait or any bears at the bait yet. We don't think. We don't know. We don't know. Two of them, we don't have cell phone service That's at. right. We have no confirmation yet, but uh, damn, that shit looks delicious. Like when we're it pouring does. it into the barrel, I just want to have a bowl looks like a cereal. little glass of milk. Yeah. yeah. And a spoon. And it smells good and yeah. it looks good. And uh, yeah, so and and it's cheap, you know. It's twelve dollars for a fifty-pound bag. That's what I'm getting at. You can buy a fifty-pound bag for twelve dollars, or you can pop popcorn for an hour and a half and, get and a spend three dollars. <laughs> so it, you know, it, it is what it is. But yeah, yeah, it's easy. But you know what? And just like yeah, if you have old expired cookies or crackers, it is just such a pain in the ass to use that stuff. Absolutely. Make it throw that stuff in the garbage where it's supposed to go. And you know what? Spend the twelve dollars, get a bag of oats, and if if you fill up your bait with one bag of oats every three days that'll be plenty um, if you have two barrels and if you have multiple bears coming through um, what we've been doing is we've actually been getting one of the local bakeries has been unloading all of their expired bread so we've got 15 garbage bags of bread we've got a lot so we've been filling our barrels with bread and oats and right to the top. So when those bears come in, they've got plenty to eat. Because what happens if they empty that barrel, they'll leave for the day. They'll come back the next day. And if it's still empty, they're going to go search for another bait. That's right. And um, at least where we are up here, this is the black bear hunt spot or hot spot of, you could even say North America. Yep. This is some of the best black bear hunting in, yep. in, uh, you know, in the country. And there's a lot of guys that are baiting. So if they leave your bait, they're going to go find someone else's bait. So it is extremely important to try and keep that bait topped up. You know, if you can get out there twice a week, that should be fine. But if you're leaving it every week and that bear hits it, the next day you fill it up, that might be empty for four or five days and he's gone. So That's you want right. to make sure if you can fill it up every three days or make sure you have two barrels that are just jam packed with food and that it's not super easy for them to get it out yeah there's a lot of like there's a lot of different tips and tricks that you'll find just doing years of baiting and learn you'll learn you'll learn something every single season but the biggest thing to keeping bears at your bait is just making sure that bait's full and so if you have to drive an hour and a half to fill up your bait well then do a big load make sure it's topped right up make sure you got small holes in your barrel so your bait can't get eaten in how big 10, 15 minutes um, typically what I like to see is I do, usually what I do is like a, a feed barrel and then like a rattle barrel. So I have a barrel that has a hole that's about the size of a, 
little bit smaller than like a paper plate. And it's rectangular so that a bear can't get his head in it. He can get his paw in it and sort of scoop oats and whatever else out. But he can't actually stick his head in it and just feed down to the bottom of the barrel. And then my other barrel will have like four inch holes in it. And I'll just drill a bunch of four inch holes and then I'll have a little topper in it. Yeah. And I'll fill it. I'll fill the barrel right up with oats and buns and whatever. And then the bear, I'll bolt the top back on and the bear just has to shake it. He can't yeah. get his, his mouth or his paws or anything in it anywhere. Yeah. So that's, if you can do that, if you can put four inch holes or even three inch holes yeah, and fill that barrel up from the top. So have a latch on there and fill that sucker right up as, as full as you can get with, you know, pastries or, you know, whatever. Um, and then oats that will last a little while. Oh, for um, sure. And, and then if you have your chains nice and tight, you want a little bit of play in them because the bears, you want the bears to be able to get the bait. The, the other thing is you definitely don't want your bait to be too secure where they, they're going to get pissed off. No. Because if they can't get any of it, like if you have little tiny holes and it gets all plugged up and they're just going to go somewhere else. Yeah. If there's easy food somewhere, they're going to leave, go somewhere else. So you want them to be able to get the bait, but you want to keep them entertained basically. Yeah. Yeah, you got to find that happy medium. That's right, exactly. And and if you can bait twice or three times a week, perfect. If you can go every second or third evening and fill it up, or mornings and fill it up every yeah. second or third day, then you're golden. You know, once bears are on that bait, they're going to be on it every single day if you're keeping it full. Or what you really should do, if you have a bait where you have cell phone service, get a 4G geocam. And what that'll do is that camera will notify you as soon as your bait is hit. As soon as you have a bear at your bait, you're going to get a message through the Geopack app. And then you know you got to get there the next day to either hunt it or fill it up. And, um, you know, if you have service, that's that's the way to go. That was our plan, but it turns out two of our baits we don't have service at one of them we do um so we're anxiously waiting for our first picture yeah we've been getting a what would you got two or three pictures today yeah, while we're ravens, working and yeah birds you're like oh another through. picture at the bait and i then, get just pumped up when i get yeah. that notification yeah it's only a matter of time man. standing there itching waiting for it to load and no raven it's only a matter of time hopefully we get one today or tomorrow and we'll post it up if we get our first bear picture through the geocam yeah it'll be cool to keep kind of keep everybody updated yeah. as, as we but see i want to mention i want to get back to the setup of the barrels you don't want your chain too loose have you, you ever had a chain broken i a haven't bear break a chain i haven't had them break um no i don't think i've ever had one actually break a chain okay so my first bear bait i had it too loose the bear spun the barrel enough times that it actually broke the chain i've had them like rip through the barrels okay because like, i've done just drilled two holes in the side of a barrel yeah plastic ones or even the little metal ones yeah and they just twist them and twist them and twist them and there's a lot of force behind some of yeah, them that white barrel at that one bait that we've seen yeah. it's it's almost, it's almost that cut point right through replaced this year yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah it's important that you do have those baits um you know for attached well to that tree and like you said not too tight enough that they yeah. can still toss it around but not enough that they break the chain just because then you're, then you're going to lose a barrel and you'll never ever find that barrel they'll, no, they'll drag it away they, yeah yeah and uh yeah just think of it like a big dog toy yeah. you're just building a big dog toy that's tied to a tree and uh they're gonna wrestle with it and they're gonna flip it around and they're gonna chew on it they're gonna bite on it you're gonna stick their paws in it and and that's the point right but you don't want 
I don't like when I see guys that have barrels with a hole that's, you know, bigger than a basketball or even the size of a basketball, because even, um, you know, a big bear might not be able to get his head right in there. But if you got a, like a couple young bears, they're going to sit there, they're going to lay there with their head in the barrel and they're going to eat till that barrel is empty. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you've ever watched a big dog eat, you know, it doesn't take very long for them to clean up a bucket of food. Especially yeah. a hungry bear that just and came out of the den. When it comes to a spring bear that's yeah. hungry, that's putting on in his mentality, he's putting on fat. Um, yeah, he's going to have that bar- that barrel empty in half an hour. Yeah. And if you filled it up, you know, only six hours prior to that, you can't get there for another 72 hours. That bear's going to come back and look and he's going to check maybe even twice a day if he's living right around there. And if it starts to be empty, he's going to know, okay, it's time to find somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to keep him around because, uh, you know, especially around here where there's a lot of guys baiting. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, we're running oats. We've got, uh, bread. So we'll have one barrel of each at each bait site. And then we've also got uh, beaver. Beaver is absolutely key. Beaver is. Yeah. Beaver's key. Um, the only issue is we haven't got any yet. This beaver, beaver's a little hard to find this spring. It is. With uh, with how much snow we had, now the rivers are so high, guys can't get to their traps or they can't get traps out or whatever. Um, but they are uh, limited right now. So uh, we got some tips, so we're hoping we can get some in the next week or so here to get them out at the baits because that is crucial. Beaver is beaver. Beaver really seems to just uh, it just hits them a certain way. Yeah, and uh, I've heard the same thing. Even John, John the Trapper, he yeah. said the same thing about uh, wolves, and wolves and beaver. And uh, beaver is just kind of like uh, it's like bush candy to predators. And for whatever reason, it just bears just have a thing for for beaver. Yeah, and I uh, the first few years I baited, I'd never ever used it. Never, just because it was tough to get. Um, I got what I could get at the store or whatever else. But um, last year, we made sure to have one, two, or three beaver at the bait at all times. And those bears, as soon as they come in, they go right to the beaver. Yep. And they don't touch anything that's in the barrel till that beaver is totally gone. Yep. Um, like the two bears that I had on the first day, they came in and all they ate was the beaver. They didn't touch anything in the barrel. Um, but you got to have that stuff in the barrel because you're only sitting there a few days. So when those bears come, they're going to get that beaver or a bear might even steal that beaver, but then you're going to have another bear come through, see your bait and he's going to eat your pastries or your oats or whatever else. So beaver, oats, bread, and our secret, but not so secret ingredient. This is where you're supposed to be paying attention. Oh yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Is fryer grease. Yeah, any used deep fryer grease or cooking grease. This is key, guys. If you can get grease, you know, preferably five a five gallon pail or even two and a half gallons would do to start the bait. You're gonna want to pour a little bit of that inside your barrels. Just let it soak in the oats and the bread. But you're gonna want to pour that on the ground right in front of your barrels because those bears are gonna step in that and they're gonna track that all over the bush. And so you're gonna have another boar coming through or even another sow, and they're gonna smell that grease and follow it right to your and every track that crosses over that track, and it's just it turns into a mess. And that's just what you want. It brings them in and uh 
Yeah, it's great. They just track it everywhere. They, they do, do the work for you. Yeah, yeah, no, they love it. Um, so yeah, if there's some fast food restaurants in your in your town or city, um, you know, some of them are generous with their used grease. They might let you go fill up a few pails in their vat in the back. Um, you know, see, just search out the the restaurants in your area and see if they'll uh, give you their fryer garbage. So it's yeah, good stuff. It is, and and you know, it it doesn't hurt to throw it on a tree. Yeah, um, I like to have a, a I like to designate sort of like a, a scent tree in my in my baits. Yeah, where I pour oil all over it and that bark it soaks it up, and you'll <laughs> yeah. come back years later. You can I've actually found old bear baits. Yeah, and the only reason I know they're a bear bait is because there's a little clearing. You know, there's a tree cut where you see a guy had a stand, but then there's a grease tree. Yeah, where the the the, the oil is just soaked into the bark, the and bears you can just see it. Love it, and, and the animals just come and they'll chew on the roots of the trees. And they'll uh, they'll sit there and lick the bark and yeah it's 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 just great it's perfect for your bait it works absolute wonders and it's free it's one of the only things we've we never really have to uh, worry about yeah a lot of times you can get it from free from these restaurants um, but if you can't get it I'm pretty sure the guys at Northern Bear Grub um, tell them Brody and Eric sent you they sell bear bait in bulk and they do have used fryer grease that they uh sell for cheap 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 yeah among um, um, amongst the whole amongst plethora of other crap everything great, good you need. goodies yeah yeah from cookies to gummies to um usually they have trail beaver, mix. beaver trail mix um peanut butter jam syrups um uh, pallets and pallets and pallets of all the sweet goodiness you can think of yeah and you know buying in bulk whether that be a 50 pound bag of oats or a 500 pound tote of trail mix it's going to make your life a million times easier because the last thing you're going to want to do is unpackage a package of 12 cookies when you get to the bait and do that (laughs) 50 times to get a quarter barrel of of cookies right so yeah and and bear baits it's kind of like firewood you could just never have enough because uh, if you got it you'll use it and yeah. that's just the bottom line. You're never you're never going to have at the end of spring I never have any bait left over. I'm never no. like what am I going to do with all this because you know if if the season's closing or you're you're going to hunt you're just going to bait a little bit harder and you're going to you're going to fill those barrels up. Yeah, so for sure. Don't be afraid to buy in bulk. Yeah, right? I know. Well, and if you don't use it like I bought a a whole pile of trail mix last year from them and I still had some left over and I still do. And uh, so we've put it out, you know, yeah. the last couple times we went out. Uh so you know, it's guys, not going to go bad. It's not. Yeah, if it's it's not going to go bad. It's it's made to made to sit on the shelves for a while, even after it's expired. That's so. right. Yeah, but yeah, guys, the key secret, but not so secret ingredient, is fryer grease. You are going to want to get yourself some of that if you want bears consistently in your area, and a lot of them. Yep. So yeah, no, we're getting pumped up. If you uh, if you haven't caught on yet. Um, you know, we talk about bear hunting a lot on We're this just podcast. Itching. Just itching. <laughs> we've been itching for this the last... whole. We've we sort of started this podcast, you know, right around Christmas time, New Year, right before Christmas time, I think, yeah. uh, early December. We started recording these podcasts, and we've sort of been building up bear hunting the whole time. <laughs> you know, I think we're on episode sixteen now. Um, we've probably mentioned bear bait, bear hunting at least once every single episode. I was gonna say in every episode, and you know, we're only days if not hours away from actually getting out there and chasing bears we've brought bows and guns with us already yeah. just in case um but just to see that first bit of fresh spring fur yeah uh it's gonna be really exciting oh yeah it'll I be a lot of fun wait. 
I've already heard of a few guys who've popped some bears and even got them on cameras and whatnot. And oh, really? Yeah. yeah. All the guys that stopped in the other day, they they got one. It was a nuisance bear. They already got one. Yeah, a nuisance bear eating the grain or whatever else. And uh, yeah, they're out, man. They're out. They're out. Be so on the it's just a matter soon. of time. Yeah. yeah. I, I think our two baits that don't have cellular cameras, I'm optimistic that they've probably been hit. They are the they, best baits. They are our <laughs> best baits. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. They yeah. are they are more the ones we're more confident with. Yeah. Um yeah, so I, I I'm fairly confident that they'll be hit before the one that we have a camera that sends us pictures. But with that being said, you were saying the other day you're more confident this year than ever before. I'm you're more, more confident prepared this I, year, and I know I am too. Be, and that's because we've we've worked together yeah. and got this done and done it really well this year. I'm yeah. I'm very happy with all of our baits. Every single bait this year, when I'm there, I feel happy. Like I'm not wishing I had one more load to bring in. I'm not wishing I had a little bit more to throw out on the ground. And, you know, it feels they're all full. We literally can't put any more bait in the barrels right now. Yeah. And uh, you know, we got scent everywhere. We got sweet stuff everywhere. Yeah, we've got three solid baits that are filled right to the top. Right to the top. And we're ready for those bears. And hey, guys, that's another good little tip. If you have a buddy, get him to join in on this, and you guys go in on it together. Yeah. Because the thing with me and Eric is I can't necessarily go every second or every third day, um, but you can go a couple times a week. I can go a couple times a week to fill it up. Um, and then when we go hunting, we can work together. You can film me, I can film you vice versa. Um, and it's just nice having a little bit of help because we both ran baits by ourselves and, uh, it's doable, but it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And and you always, I've always, you know, you do as much as you can, as much as you can afford to do. Um, but there's always, there's always just that little bit of fuck. I wish I did a little bit, you know, I wish I wish I made one more extra trip or, You know, I wish I could get out there one more evening before I go hunt, that kind of thing. And, yeah, and you can uh, double down if you got two guys. So. Exactly, you can just double down and get it done and and go hard. So the yeah. only thing we're missing is beaver. Beaver, and then so yeah, so we've got our baits set up right now. We've got cameras at all the baits. Um, we are still waiting to get beaver to hang them up, and we've also got to establish where our ground blinds are going to be. That's right and uh what we're gonna do there so we were just going over our camera situation so we're gonna be running two camcorders two action cameras and is that it and then yeah I'll, I'll DSLR probably have, I'll have for DSLRs photos. too yeah yeah but, uh yeah we're gonna be we're having at least four camera angles yeah if all if all goes as planned yeah so we'll put one action camera right at the bait so that's going to get those bears at the bait right at eye level you know they're going to be rubbing noses with that camera yep and then we're going to have an action camera on us i think right and then we're going to have another camcorder on us and then you're going to be recording with a camcorder on the ground at the bears getting the kill shot whatever else all the action that goes on and then you'll have a you'll have a shot cam i'm gonna have a shot cam on the bow yeah so, so we, we might even have five by the time we get that because okay. i will put a gopro on your bow too yeah well the so it's the nice apa bows they actually have a mount for the gopro on them yeah which makes them super unique you can you just screw your gopro right you onto just, the front you of the just APA screw bow. any standard um any standard tripod what is it 560 uh, thread yeah, or whatever the, like that whatever the the standard tripod thread is you just thread your camera attachment right on there and uh yeah so do you have that hook up on your bow yeah you do you did yeah. got it yeah because yeah, I, I have it too 
I've so never put perfect. a camera on there, but uh, we will for sure. Yeah, I actually haven't tried my camera on there either yet. But uh, but yeah, it'll go on, no issues. So yeah, we'll have that. So we'll uh, we'll get. It'll make a pretty cool episode. It's it'll, gonna be cool. Uh, it'll be really cool. So yeah, that's my goal, guys. Get one at the bait from the ground. You know, if the right bear comes through, I'm sure Eric will release Nero too. We'll have to wait and see. We'll see. I might push and nudge him a bit to do it, but I'm not, uh, <laughs> I, I don't have that itch like a lot of guys do. I don't, you know, stuff can be in front of me, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, especially bears. Yeah. I'm okay with bears. Well, and we were talking today, right? Like, are you going to release an arrow on the first day if a big bear comes through? And I, the ideal situation for me would be first day have a, have bears come in. Yeah. Record those bears. Get a bunch of footage of those bears. Just watch them. Second day, same thing. But now second day, if we have an opportunity at a good bear, we're going to take it. Third day... If a good bear comes in, even if he's the first bear, we're taking Smash it. Him. So we've experienced now 15 hours by that point, by day three yeah. of bear activity, hopefully, yeah. or even five or six hours would yeah. be beautiful. Um, got some real killer footage. And then, uh, you know, release an arrow on day two or three. Late day two or day three would be ideal. Um, you know, but like I said, with that being said, Day one, and I've had this happen before um, in 2018, I think. The first bear that came through was a big bear, my biggest bear to date. And so I got no B-roll footage or no footage of bears until that bear came in and I arrowed him. So I want to experience those bears at eye level on the ground before yep. I release an arrow. Yep. So I would like to like to sit day one without releasing an arrow but with that being said if we have a giant come through well you know when it, it's going to be when tough it's, to, when the time's the time you know right yeah that's, that's just it. how hunting is so that's but exactly yeah it is it. it is our goal to get an episode built so we're got to get the footage we want to experience hunting them from the ground yeah in a blind and that that's it so the episode the episode's important but it's also just spending time with those bears and on the feeling ground at it eye on level the ground. And then you'll know, right? You'll know. You'll tell me. I, I can see it already. You'll just turn to me and be like, it's time. This yeah, is the one. And, yeah. And it, it's going to feel right. And that's uh, that's what I'm pumped for. Yeah. And so we are, we're going to be setting up our blinds right around that 20 yard-ish. Yeah, 20, 25, I 25 think. 25 yards. We might even, actually that one spot we got picked up might even be inside 20 yards. It's really close. It was close. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to be right in, right around that 20 yard circle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're trying to, we sort of know all these baits and where the bears come out of the dense patches of bush that are sort of right around the bait. And so we're going to strategically build in little groups of trees with a bit of a backdrop, uh, good wind and, and give ourselves something, something against our back. So something can't crawl right over our shoulder, give Brody a good shooting lane and a good camera lane. And, uh, so you're going to, you're going to have wait. a gun. You're going to take the... We'll see. Well, no, you gotta have a. That's why I'm bringing you. That's why I. That's why I'm baiting. Well, I with thought you I was here. a photographer. Well, you gotta, you gotta, you know, we gotta hold our ground somehow. Yeah, I'll a bring a gun. We'll what are you bringing for a gun? Um, if if it was me, I'd probably just bring my thirty thirty. Okay. Just nice and quick with it. Perfect. Um, but I would like to take a look at that shotgun of yours. That's like twelve gauge. Just to see that's what it's like. Perfect, man. Yeah. Nice and short. It's just it's a break barrel single shot, right? That's yeah. the only thing. Yeah, see that that's why I like that thirty thirty because yeah. it's uh it's nice and short and little and it's open sights and yeah. it's you know, I could it's got seven 
(laughs) So I could put seven in it, not like I'd ever get seven in a bear, but you could get two shots off really quick on a lever action. Yeah, and that's the only downfall with the 12-gauge is uh, a a one-and-done shot. Yeah. Yeah, but it's something. It is, yeah, it is. And so Charlie... Charlie, 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 guys, if you follow Non-Typical Nation, if you've read any of our blogs, I'm sure you've seen his white-tailed deer search for 170 is what it's called. It's a series of articles he's put together. He's bear hunting this year for the first time. He set up a bait, and it looked like on day one he had a small grizzly come through. Yeah, that's what it looked like. And his plan, he wants to hunt it from the ground. With a stick bow. With a stick bow. So we told him, we're like, Charlie... If you got a grizzly there, we suggest not to hunt yeah, it from man. the ground. But if you need some help and you want want someone to film or you know sit there with a gun, let us know. So one of us might be joining him on a hunt. Yeah. Um, you know, taking it from a, from the ground is just I'm pumped right up, pumped right up. But when you got grizzlies in the area, um, it's it's and there's uh, a lot in his area. He's in there the, are a lot of grizzlies. He's in, in his the area. he's in the hot spot. Yeah. And so. Uh, uh, so yeah, guys, it's going to be an action-packed season. You know, we're hunting bears up here. Charlie's hunting bears. We're going to be helping him out. Um, I know uh, Troy and Heidi in Manitoba, they're chasing turkeys right away here. And our guys in Saskatchewan are, uh, are baiting bears as well. So. so Troy and Heidi, they're having a little bit of issues with the government, yeah, though, aren't they? they are. So can we talk about that? I don't see why not. Yeah, we should be able to do it. Should be public knowledge. Yeah. So, so what's happening in Manitoba right now, guys, is they transitioned everything to an online tag and license purchase. So you got to go online and purchase your tag. Okay, which is fine and which dandy. is good. And Alberta is transitioning that way too with the app that they've released. Yeah. And and you being able to not now have to have paper licenses, you can just be able to access the app. Yeah. But what they're doing is they're mailing out the tags. And so the youth turkey season is wrapping up here in Manitoba. It might even be done. Um, and they none of the youths have received their tags yet. Nobody so that season their was license. a wash. Yeah. And so Troy and Heidi, their season starts today. And I spoke with them a day or two ago, and they still have not received their licenses. And nobody has. So they've purchased a license, but they have not received their tag for that animal yet. And legally, they cannot hunt without that tag. So, uh, so yeah, Manitoba, man, has majorly dropped the ball here. Yeah. And... Um, what can you do? You know, the, 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 I feel bad for the youth. Um, we need youth hunting. If we don't have youth hunting, there is no future in hunting. That's right. None. Especially in this there day isn't. and age, there just isn't. There isn't. Um, and so if those youth aren't getting their first turkey or, uh, you know, they, this might be their only opportunity and they, yeah. they missed out on it because yeah. uh, government didn't ship out the tags. And, and you know, this is arguable depending on which way you lean, but what a good time to be able to get out, right? Yeah. Kids are out of school. Everybody's cooped up. You know, people are like, yay, turkey season's coming. We're going to get to go out. Where are the tags? Where are the tags? Where are the tags? And then all of a sudden the season closes yeah. and you never even got to hunt, but you bought your license. Yeah. So he said he's going hunting with a camera. And go. I said, perfect. There you go. You can get yeah. some good B-roll footage. You can film turkeys for a few days, and you'll have the best turkey episode anyone's ever seen. And you'll have the best luck you've ever seen because you didn't bring a gun. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Well, they, they've they got they've got a nice little uh, 
hunting haven there. They do. They got uh, it's like a petting zoo in their backyard there most of the time on on uh, Heidi's Instagram. Yeah, they're sitting on their deck calling in turkey with the Smith game calls read, and they just come gobbling right in. Yeah, mule deer and whitetails in the backyard. Pretty cool, man. Do you have any interest in doing a turkey hunt? I've always really wanted to do a turkey hunt, yeah. uh, but it's so tough. It's sort of, it's almost unimaginable here in Alberta because it takes so long. Yeah, to draw the tag. Is it? Is it priority? Or is it lottery? I think it I think is priority. Lo- is it priority? I have no idea. I'm the wrong guy. I think guy to it ask. is. Have you been putting in for it? Or the building last, priority for it? If it is priority, <laughs> I've been putting in for the last three or four years. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because I yeah. just I just put in for everything now. Yeah, I know a couple guys who've got them down south in Alberta. I think it's the southwest side of Alberta. I've seen some really nice them. turkeys come out of Alberta. Oh, I know. Like pictures, like really nice turkeys. Yeah, beautiful birds, yeah. And so Manitoba, I wanted to go turkey hunting there, but they've got her locked down. It's resident only. And even then right now, their residents can't even hunt. So. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I'd love to, man. You know, we did the the ranch hunts for turkeys, and it's a lot of fun. Um, a lot of people don't like that we're doing that, or people are doing those sort of hunts. Um, but hey, man, I would uh, I'd rather do that than go to the grocery store and buy. Yeah, a I was turkey. gonna say like that's the equivalent of whether of having a fun trip to the grocery store. Exactly. That's that's basically what it is. You know, it's it's not a. It's not like you're going to shoot it on. just to hang it on the wall. No, and no. we did. <laughs> we no, you're ate all of it. them yeah. exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So whether that guy raises them and and you hunt them, or whether uh, they raise them in a factory and and stick them on the shelves, you know what? If you, you know. didn't buy that hunt, the the hunt, if you want to put it in quotation marks, <laughs> if you didn't buy pay that guy to go and shoot that bird, yeah, he'd be paying some guy to take a cleaver to its head anyway. And well, it, he, and, and it would like I mean, if the industry wasn't there, he oh, would be yeah. paying it, the turkey would be going to a grocery store anyway. Somebody's gonna eat it. Yeah. So what? There's no difference. Yeah. Well, yeah. So except that you're harvesting it right from the yeah. Right so from the he he had them there to hunt. Exactly. Um, like he didn't sell them, but you buy the hunt and whatever else. But yeah, I uh, you know, I'll I'll chase anything down and stick an arrow through it before I go to the grocery store and toss that in the cart. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. I'd do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. If it's for food purposes, that's perfect. Yeah. That, that beats a trip to the grocery store every no, day. No, without a doubt. Yeah, no, I know in Saskatchewan they're uh, they're starting to see quite a few turkeys too. I've talked to a few guys. A few guys have sent us photos of turkeys in their yard or whatever. And you see that in Alberta here too, even where we are. Yeah. Um, central and north central, and um, a guy will post on Facebook, "Hey, I've got 15 turkeys in my driveway." <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's up. some guys just west of here that uh, have been seeing some turkeys this spring. Yeah. Not far from town. Yeah. Even. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know if they're if they encroach on, if they're sort of spreading their population out, or yeah. if, or if they're sort of repopulating areas they were before. Hmm. Um, I'm I'm fairly certain that the turkeys are pretty hard on that grouse population, though. Oh really? I've talked to I know a fellow that I've hunted with over three or four years um, from Washington. Okay. And uh, he's an older gentleman. And when he was younger, there was grouse everywhere he's hunted. Wow. And now he said there's turkeys everywhere. There's no grouse. Really? You don't see any grouse. So there's turkeys everywhere now. Like, yeah. But there's no grouse. Huh. And, uh, well, I asked him. I said, so what What do you think is is the cause of that? Is it... He, he just thinks it's it's the feed. They're a bigger bird and they, they sort of just wean them out, right? Wow. And so, yeah, it's it's interesting to see. Hmm. 
I wonder if we're going to have a tough growth season with all the moisture and water we got this spring. Yeah, I don't know. Our grouse population has been very, very healthy in this it's area the last couple of years. We've seen a lot of chickens. Yeah, they say the wet, wet, wet springs are tough, tough on the chicks because... Because uh, they're ground nesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so lots of water, it's tough on the tough yeah. on the, the nests. But even then, on some years when they say it's going to be a bad fall i you know we still end up seeing a ton of birds yeah and you know we have so much elevation change our terrain is so up and down i think that uh there's enough places there's enough places for them to get out of the water and i'm sure you know they've been doing it for millions of years i'm sure they've sort of got it figured out yeah there's a reason why they're around yeah as dumb as they are to stand on the road and let us shoot arrows oh man hundreds of 22 shells at them yeah what do you use for uh gross um Growing up, we always used a 22, but I switched back to a 410. I got, finally got a nice 410, and that's just the way to go. Yeah, so when I moved here, because when I was in Saskatchewan, we always used shotguns. Mm-hmm. And so when I moved here, I was using a 12-gauge, actually, and that was way too much. Yeah. And then so we were using the 410, and then I had guys telling me, no, man, use a 22. So I looked in the regs, and it says, yeah, you can use a 22 for a gross. So I started using that. But man, if you get them in the breast with the twenty-two, it does a lot of damage. Yeah, um, you're losing half of them. And that head's sometimes. a small target. Yeah, and I'm not. Uh, I'm and not twenty. No well, nobody's a sharpshooter with a twenty-two, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, exactly. Twenty-two is mass-produced ammunition. You look at some of your twenty-two shells, and they're crooked oh, in the neck. And so this yeah. past year, we started using the four ten again. Yeah. We're getting a lot more birds. The meat is a lot better. Yeah, and that's that's the way to go. Yeah. And, and, you know, like when it's grouse hunting season and they're out everywhere, they're really stupid and you can get within, you know, easily within 20 yards of them. And with a 410, you just put the bead on yeah. them and, and, and pull the trigger. Can you use a pellet gun? No. I'm pretty sure up north you can use a pellet gun. Like um, Yukon. Yeah, you can shoot uh, like chuckers and stuff, I think, or ptarmigan with with a, an air gun or a. Yeah, that would be. I a, don't know the exact. Yeah, I don't know the exact regulations. So a certain caliber of air gun. But I don't think you can do it here. It has to be oh, an okay. actual firearm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I know the four ten is the way to go for that. So, do you uh, shoot spruce grouse? Yeah, I'll shoot any grouse if I yeah. see them. I like them all. You got a special way of cooking them um no i like i like spruce grouse you do eh? yeah a lot of people say they don't a lot of people really don't like the you know they don't like the dark purple meat and yeah. they, they say they taste gamey or sprucey mm-hmm. um i know a lot of people like to soak them in milk or cream or yeah you know anything to get that gamey flavor out but i i just don't notice it yeah i've never ever soaked anything in milk but i've heard a lot of people doing it so I've I'm gonna tried. Try the only thing I've ever soaked in milk was muskrat before I ate it. I think. Oh, okay. Or even salt water. I've heard a lot of people yeah, do that people with do duck and water. goose and whatever else. Yeah, for for birds. Yeah. yeah. Salt water for ducks. Yeah. Yeah, I've never never done it. I haven't. I I I don't really mess around with food that much. I just cook it and eat it. Yeah, and that's how I am. But I'm a lousy cook. I'm uh, yeah. A lousy, yeah, you lousy say that. Cook. Uh, like no. I struggle cooking a good quality steak. And it's it's un, like I it is unfortunate, man. You just can't I, get it down. I love steak, love it. Like I I I've went months where I've ate steak fucking twenty days of the of the month. So what like, is it like? You psych yourself out on the timing, or the thing with me, I always try and make the most of my time. Yeah. 
which is why I'm usually late for things. Yeah. Because I have 15 more minutes to be here, but hey, I can get this yeah, done yeah. and this done, the and then way. I'm going to get there, right? Yeah. And that's... And that's like, I, oh, shit. I yeah. struggle standing in front of the barbecue for five minutes or six minutes or seven minutes or standing in front of the stove. And I just haven't perfected it yet. Huh. I haven't perfected it yet. You know, I've made some decent steaks, but... I would like to be taught how to really make a quality steak and what it takes, you know, whether yeah. that be sear it and then stick it in the oven or whatever it is. Um, well, it's just like anything nowadays, guys. Guys go deep, right? It's, yeah, it's a whole rabbit hole of, yeah. of, you know, smoking it and then this triple reverse quadruple sear and whatever else marinated and Traeger and yeah. <laughs> whatever. And that's why I would love, I'd love to try the carnivore diet. I would yeah. love to. And, you know, like I, we, we eat meat every day, every day for supper, we have meat of some sort, a red meat usually. Um, I would love to do the carnivore diet, but what is holding me back is my creativity when it comes to cooking. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to eat a steak every day for fucking 20 days. Um, but if you have someone who could cook for you, who's very creative and who wants to make like a nice meat meal for, yeah, you know, all the time, that would be freaking awesome. But, um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, sounds like you just need to put a little bit more energy into just the cooking part. Yeah. Like designate your time for cooking. Like I'm just going to cook for this half yes, an hour. But what that would take is that would take a bunch of research and a bunch yeah. of time. And I've got so many other things that I go balls yeah. deep into. Like I was telling you drones. Yeah. Um, I want to get a new drone, but that means that I'm going to have to spend 10 hours researching drones. Yeah. And right now that's a little bit low. Like that's that like number four or five on my to-do list. Uh-huh. It's another summer project. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bought a headache rack for the truck and I told Amy, I'm going to fix this thing up and, and paint it and do this and that and it's going to be a summer project and she laughed at me because i've got 18 summer projects going on from the last six oh, years it's just another quarantine project yeah not so quarantined yeah exactly but uh yeah you know there's just not enough minutes in the day yep i know how you feel yeah i'm the same way though i always you know what what can i squeeze in to do now while i'm waiting for this to be done yeah and it's just and i'm always late yeah I'm always five or ten minutes late because but i'm always trying to do something successful and productive people are always late yeah. because they try and get the most done in that hour they have you really because... milk the time you got yeah yeah and i'm yeah i'm like that for sure the only time i'm on time is uh when You've it comes been, to you're waiting here for me at the shop every morning yeah well I, i'm on time for work that's yeah, my own that's personal good. goal yeah. i've always been good I, i've always I've, been punctual yeah and i uh i try to be too i try and get here at a decent time mornings like this morning though you fucking leave the house and you got to go here got to go there got to go yeah. here and it's just one of those one of those yeah. days but uh yeah you know it is what it is so hey guys we so this podcast, it's Saturday. Well, it's actually it's actually Friday today, guys. But we are releasing it tomorrow, on the twenty fifth, right? Twenty fifth is tomorrow. So we're gonna release this about fifteen hours from the time we're recording it, and we are also gonna be releasing a video 
on our Facebook page. So if you're listening to this, go to our Facebook page, watch the video. We are running a contest every single month. I've explained on our last podcast how this is going to work. What you're going to do, you're going to want to listen to our podcast. You're going to want to subscribe. You're going to want to subscribe to our Facebook page so you don't miss out. We're going to be asking a question on our Facebook page that is going to relate to our podcast. So I might say, where did I go hunting in 2017 when I shot that elk? And I might have answered it in a podcast in April. And that might be the April question. And then what you're going to do is you're going to message us on Facebook. And if you got it correct, you're going to be entered in a draw. The first of every single month, we're going to be doing a draw for a wicked prize package. So go to our Facebook page if you're listening right now. Watch the video. We ask the question. Um, Be sure you've listened to our podcast's in April, this one, the last few, and uh, and you're going to figure out that answer and find that answer. Send us a message with the answer and you'll be entered to win a um, $100 credit for some non-typical nation gear. So if you go onto our webpage, nontypical.org, go to the pro shop, all of our clothing is in there. Um, you'll have a $100 credit to buy whatever you want. So Uh, Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our Facebook page because we're going to be doing this every single month. Now, we're asking the question today on the 25th, but next month we might ask it on the 11th or the 17th or the 28th. So you're just going to want to stay tuned. But if you don't see the question, here's a little hack. On our Facebook page, you can search previous posts. So search podcast contest. Do it on the, the 29th, or the second last day of every month, and you'll automatically find that question, and then you just send us a message with the answer. So you don't have to tune into our page every day. It would be cool if you did, but you don't have to. You can just search it. Search Podcast Contest on Facebook, and you'll find that question, and then you can send us a message with the answer, and you'll be entered to win a prize package every single month. So yeah, we're going to have non-typical nation gear this month. Uh, We might have some Badlands stuff, might have some Black Widow Innovation stuff, might have some Antler Obsession, um, APA Archery, Geopack, Smith Game Calls, and old smokes coffee we got a whole bunch of coffee might have some light bars some kodiak led lighting um yeah we're gonna have a ton of cool stuff we're gonna be giving away so do not miss out guys um the odds of winning are gonna be pretty darn good super easy all you gotta do is listen to the podcast and uh stay tuned into the facebook page and just uh yeah subscribe to the podcast and tell everybody about it and just keep an eye out for our spring content because we're gonna be it's gonna be a packed action-packed spring oh it's gonna be so much fun and hey send us some photos of your bear hunting experience or your turkey hunting experiences and uh and we love sharing other people's uh you know fun and games in the outdoors so yeah send us your your bait your bait picks and uh maybe even your bear bait recipe if you got if you got something that you think is a special necessity ingredient that we're missing out on uh yeah let's share it and let's get some bears on the ground this spring yeah i'm pumped up man we were talking earlier. I'm hoping to have mine. Oh, that was a speaker. <laughs> we got a wireless speaker talking to us. She just said goodbye. But anyways, I would like to have a bear on the ground by May 9th. That's my goal. That's your goal. May 9th, have a bear on the ground. And uh, then we got to get your girlfriend a bear at the bait, her first bear. 
Or second bear. Second bear. First bear at the first, first bear with the bow. Yeah. And uh and then a couple spot in stock. So Bears. May 9th. So that gives us two, three weeks. That gives us so 25th. So we got one week, two weeks, two full weeks. Two full weeks. So within the next 14 days. Holy smokes, oh, I'm gonna man. have a bear down. You're gonna have to uh put in for some vacation days with the wife. Yeah, so so probably we're gonna wanna start hunting that bait May first, May second, and then maybe one day. Well, we'll just have to play it by we'll ear. We'll have to see what see the action's the like coming. Right, yep. that's what you got to do. Nice thing is though, we have three baits, so we can keep an eye on them. And uh, and we're only half an hour away. Yeah, only half hour. See, May 9th doesn't seem too early to me, but it's the fact that we've had so much snow. Yeah, but the snow's gone now. Well, it's pretty much gone. But usually we've got bears down by now. Like Amy got a bear, you know, 10 days ago this time last year. John got a bear usually, around the same time. Usually I consider, if a guy was to ask me, I'd consider the the middle two weeks of May the, or the first three weeks of May, or sorry, the last three weeks of May to be like prime time. Where the bears are solid the hot on it. absolute best. The but absolute best. May 1st. You're going to have bears at the There's bait, There's bears. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I like I like that. May 9th, that's... Yeah. I'm not worried about that date at like all. I that said, gives us need, lots of time. We need two or three days of hunting. Um, we need some bear activity in front of us, and when we have a mature bear, we are releasing an arrow. We're yeah. going to do some predator control. Yeah. And, and you know, if we're sitting at that bait, even, even if we're sitting there by 5 o'clock, that gives us a whole five hours of hunting time. Yeah. An evening. That's super and if we're cool. there earlier, well, then you get yeah every hour you're there earlier, right? Exactly. But, but it, it doesn't get dark till you know even coming into May. It's like right around eleven o'clock. Yeah, it's late. It gets it starts getting late. I think hunting stop time in in mid May is like ten forty at night, yeah, ten thirty at it night. Is. Yeah. And, uh, and and that's great. And it's I just can't wait. It's it's been so long. It's it's weird that we've talked about it for so long yeah. and waited so long, and now and it's finally just hours away. And like you said, we're actually we feel prepared this year. I'm I feel pumped. I'm, Every single hunting season, I'm super excited for it, but I feel underprepared. With this year, I feel that we are prepared. Yeah. Now we just wait for them to hit one of the three baits. Yeah, or all. And then. Don't miss. Don't miss. <laughs> yeah, I got a new release. And, uh, you know, it was just working absolutely flawlessly. So he I shot love me. it. A thumb release. And then Eric, since the day I got this thing, he's like, watch it, man. You might, uh, it just might release your arrow. Yeah, you so I, I, I transitioned to the same style of release about two years ago. Yeah. And then, yeah, I told Brody, this, I said, watch it. This is what used to happen with mine when I started to learn this is I would pull the trigger as i was drawing back just slightly roll just, your thumb just slightly roll and it's just a it's just a thumb hinge release and so just to take that you know take that little pressure off that forward pressure off with your thumb and all it takes is a little a just little a, roll of the muscle almost nothing and almost so nothing i had shot 150 arrows through the bow with this release perfect flawless and then he started telling this to me so then we went out the other day to fill up the bear baits we shot some arrows taking some cool photos and whatnot and what do i do i just roll my thumb when i'm and it the arrow just pops out four yeah. feet it flies and you are in front of me yeah and so i'm 
I'm like, what the hell is going on? And you're like, this is exactly what was happening to me. And I was laughing because it was okay. It's not like it went between my legs or anything. And uh, so now this is in my head. Okay, don't roll your thumb. Don't roll your thumb. So we go to do the same shot. And what happens? I do it again. So I shoot 150 arrows, no issue. But now I got it in my head head. that this is going to happen. And it's happened twice. It's psyching me out, man. I got to spend, I got to shoot another 200 through that without that happening to get that out. Yeah. Yeah, get get that uh, get that out of your head yeah. because when it comes to when oh, it comes to at the bay in front you of you, don't, you don't want that little no. bloop, little arc rainbow into the no five no. Yards but away. I gotta say, it is much more comfortable having that that thumb hinge release rather than nice. that trigger. It feels a lot more uh, built for hunting. Yeah, yeah. I got to get a wrist sling on it though. I lose things too easy. Yeah, yeah. You were already looking forward that yeah. day. You had only put it down for five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pumped. We're going to do, uh, yeah, if we get yours done by the 9th, um, that gives me that gives me another two weeks to, to get a good spot in stock one. Yeah. And then uh, and then we have another, we have our other bear hunt planned for the end of May. Yeah, we'll have some guys up. We don't know who yet because, uh, you know, with all these restrictions and uh, people crossing the border and everything else, uh, yeah, we uh, we'll have to play it by ear. See how that one goes. Yeah, that'll be a fun one though. I'm really excited about yeah. that one. Even if I don't even need to shoot a bear, I'm just that's kind of gonna be a really fun, cool camping trip. Yeah, well, yeah, well, you know, camping out in the bush and bear country and chasing bears all day long. Yeah. Right on, guys. Well, we're gonna wrap her up um, again. This contest, guys, it's huge. Uh, there's a few of you that listen, a few of you loyal listeners. We greatly appreciate it. So be sure to enter this contest. Like I said, the odds are gonna be great. So if you listen to our podcasts, we're gonna make sure the question is obvious. You're gonna catch on to it, and um, you might need to re-listen to a couple podcasts, but uh, you- you'll figure it out. We're gonna keep it simple. So tune in. Uh, to each and every podcast, check our Facebook today. Check out that um, that question. Send us a message with the answer, and you'll be entered to win. Best of luck this bear hunting. We're going to keep you and everyone else in the loop on how things go. Yeah, we're going to keep doing these podcasts. We've even talked about doing one on the way to or on the way back from bear hunting. Yeah, next time we go out, I think we'll do one on the way out. And Because uh, I'm always pumped right up. We are. We're always jacked right up. But right on the back. way back... Paul and bait sometimes you're a little yeah. i'm myself a little but i, I think it would be i think it'd be cool to do one after after we got a bear if we got a bear oh yeah, yeah. we'd be on cloud be nine wild. jacked right yeah. up That'd i don't i don't perfect. sleep those nights that would be perfect okay yeah. cool guys thank you so much for listening we greatly appreciate it again please subscribe yep get off your ass and fill those baits <laughs>